The three most important roles of a true leader is to be a visionary, to be a strategist, and to be a talent advocator. In other words, to look for people who's got talent and who are willing and eager to learn so that you and I can transfer what we have and impart it into their lives so that they can be the, the leaders who they are supposed to be. This is really our focus in today's show because it's so important to be a mentor to someone else so that this person or these people can take what we have, take the vision, run with the vision and complete the vision. Please stay tuned until after the intro and we will move right into the show. Welcome to the Rise and Shine show where we help you to become the leader that you were born to be. The show is proudly brought to you by Sunshine Harvest and now let's move on to today's episode. Welcome to today's show, it's great to have you with me and because this is a leadership show I just felt today we must just almost get back to our roots to to some extent and what we're looking at today is the three most important roles of a true leader. Because if we do not have true leaders, then the whole society doesn't have anything that we can build on and we don't have the correct people, the correct uh, human material that we can really build on and move forward and become successful. And for you as a true leader, if you have someone that you can impart to and transfer everything that you have, a successor, that's the only way that you can really be successful. Because success without a successor is failure. And this is really what we're going to talk about today because it's important where you and I are, what we do, and how we do what we do. Because if we cannot do what we're supposed to do, as true leaders, then we actually gonna fail. So by the end of, of, of your life, this is a, a, a quote that I heard from someone some time ago. If at the end of your life, you don't die empty, then you have missed the mark. So many people think they must get very old, they must live to a very uh, high age, but that's not the important thing. You must really when you, when you pass on, when you pass that baton on, you have to be empty so that you can really pour everything that you have and that you learned into someone else. Now, we're going to really look at leadership. And leadership is really the capacity to influence others through inspiration, motivated by passion, generated by vision, produced by conviction, and ignited by purpose. I'm gonna give that to you again. Leadership is the capacity to influence others through inspiration, motivated by passion, generated by vision, produced by conviction, and ignited by purpose. That's like a summary of a true leader. And the three most important roles of a true leader is, number one, it's to be a visionary, to be a strategist, and to be a talent advocator. Now, what does that mean? It means you have to look for someone that you can impart everything that you have so that that person, whether it's 
male or female, that they can take what you have imparted into them and they can move forward. Now, I've got a few questions here that, are, that we're just going to run through. Now, what should a true leader's passion, vision and life purpose be? It's twofold. Number one, to transform followers into leaders. And then you take those leaders and you uh, transform them into agents of change. Now, agent of change means that that person can go out into the communities where you are, where you are, for example, where you are, you need to take what you learn and the knowledge that you've gained, the input that I give you, for example, you take that and you apply it and you uh, convey that and you transfer it to someone else and that way you elevate many other people. And this has to be done especially in areas where you identify the greatest need. Don't just look for people that you think uh, are in high positions and you can maybe help them. Look for people in the areas of greatest need where you can really impart into those people's lives so that you can uplift them to levels that they've never thought that they can attain and that will really help you to move forward because when those people move up in, in the positions where they are and in the communities where they are and the other people around them see the change in them, they will be inspired and they will be encouraged to basically do the same and to really uh, take these people and run with them. And number two, do not die with the knowledge you have, but pass it on. It's vitally important. You know, I've said it for so, to so many people and so many people, in, even in today's life, they think when they retire, they have to and they want to do as little as possible. And that is absolutely a lie. You should be busy conveying to others, imparting into others, really taking someone else whether it's your own children, but most probably it, it needs to be someone from outside your, your immediate family circles. But your children is, is a good start to really get them to a position where they can take over from you and move forward. And then the next point, be intentional about mentorship, because what this all is that I'm talking about is really mentorship. So you take someone, you impart into them, you become that person's mentor. And uh, you have to be intentional about this mentorship and transfer all you know and everything that you learned to the next generation. Because when you and I are not available anymore, there must be someone who can take over from us and they can run with the vision so that they can make the change, so they can transform everything around them to the benefit and to the to the glory of God because that's really what we do and where we are because you have been born with a purpose a specific purpose and you have to uh, do what you've been called to do and then transfer it to someone else so that they can do exactly the same and it's important to extend your mentorship to others especially in the next generation. We have dealt on that, but it's very important to understand that you have to convey it 
and um, extend this mentorship uh, opportunities to the next generation, to young people. And you must always be on the lookout for people who are ready to learn. Look for those who are ready to learn. Many times uh, I've heard many people criticize younger people and they say, yeah, but these younger people, they don't want to do anything. They don't want to learn. They don't want to this. But you know what? It's not the truth. There are those who don't want to, but there are many that want to make a difference, but they don't really have the opportunities or they don't see the opportunity. So always be on the lookout for people who are ready to learn. And when someone is eager to learn and excels in the mentorship program, when you set up a mentorship program and there's someone that really excels in this, then you must ensure also that you have like a personal membership uh, or mentorship, sorry, a personal mentorship available so that you can take these individuals and uh, take them with you. And this enables this person not only to observe, um, to hear what you're saying, to listen to you, but really observe what you do on a daily basis. It's going to take uh, a lot of effort maybe because you're going to have these young people uh, in a way invade your space, but it depends on your heart's attitude, whether you want to in, uh, bring them in and whether you want to impart into their lives. But that's something that's very important. So just to uh, um, summarize what we have dealt with up to now. It's really about transferring what you have to the next generation and, and to be a mentor for those that maybe do not have the opportunities that you have, that you had. And even if you didn't have the opportunities when you were younger, they, there's something that helped you to see the light, to grasp the, the opportunities that were uh, facing you and you grasped it and you started running with it. But now as a true leader, you really have to look at how to transfer what you have to the next generation, to be a mentor to someone else. And again, it doesn't have to be just one person. It can be more than one person, especially uh, if you want to make a bigger difference. Be open always to be a mentor to someone else. But there's a price to pay for mentorship because mentorship is a long process that has a price because you have to follow you have to submit and you have to obey someone who is mentoring you so there's a price to pay both for mentorship or for the for the mentor and for the mentee both are basically gonna uh, pay a price uh, but for the for the mentee the person who is being mentored they will really have to submit and obey someone who's monitoring them. So when you have a, a mentee, they will really have to obey everything that you are sharing with them and that you are bringing to, to you. And when we look at most people in today's generation, I don't know why it is like that, but most people in this generation don't really want to submit to anyone. And I don't know, maybe perhaps they, they, they think that they already have it all because there are people like that. I was like that when I was uh, much younger, but fortunately I, I woke up. And then mentorship is, is really the transfer of passion and the responsibility and the vision that you have. That's what you have to be able to transfer to someone else as, as a mentor. And 
there's a, a story that someone told and it's of uh, uh, a group of sheep and this sheep has been led by a lion and it's being said it's it's just a mythical story but it's being said that this group of sheep because sheep are followers and these sheep saw this lion and this lion was going and he was uh, you know fighting with them and he went out and these sheep almost became also an army of sheep. So they went out and they also accomplished a lot of stuff. But when a, a group of sheep, a flock of sheep is led by another sheep, they're just going to stay sheep. And that's very important uh, concept, a very important principle that you and I have to grasp because if you are a leader who's outgoing and you need uh, what you to do what you've been called for and you're very passionate about that you're very focused about that then these people that you are mentoring these people that you are transferring everything that you have on the inside of you they will grasp this and they will get the same spirit that's in you they will be able to run with this vision that's a very important concept and leadership needs also to be defined because leadership must not be confused with positions and titles. This is very important. A leader is, uh, is not necessarily someone in a high position, or let me rather put it the other way around. People in high positions are not always leaders. In most cases today, those people in those high positions, politicians, whatever, they are not leaders. They think they are leaders, but they are not because their, their focus is most of the time it's to their own uh, betterment, you know, just to or enrich themselves. It's not really to, to serve other people and to see to it that the, the, the other people, that they really gain from them being the leaders. It's most of the time today, it's the opposite way. So leadership is really to influence others on the visions birthed by a sense of purpose that's what leadership all is and everything in leadership rises and falls on leadership so if you're a leader everything rises and falls on you as a leader and leadership is very critical and you are where you are in life because someone led you you didn't just get where you where you are today Someone led you, whether you want to acknowledge or not, but there's someone that you followed, that you, that you acknowledge that is a leader and you followed the principles that that person offered to you. And that's very important to understand. And I'm going to give an example here. For a, when, a, when a baseball team or a, a rugby team or a soccer team continues to lose games, the players are not fired. Here and there maybe, but the players are not fired. The coach is fired. Why? Because the coach is the leader. Those guys are just, they follow the leader. Everything that that coach has as a leader, if it's a really a good leader, everything that he imparts in these players, they do and they obey this leader. So if this is a good coach, then this, this team will start winning, even with exactly the same players in the team. And leadership will transform cowards into warriors. That story about the sheep is very much in, um, comes into play here. 
uh, leaders will transform cowards into warriors because if you have someone that you are leading and that person goes out and he does the stuff that he needs to do, then uh, those people will follow you. So you will transform them into cowards. They've, they've been uh, a little bit afraid to do stuff. Fear came on them and all this, uh, but you will be able to help them to be transformed from cowards to warriors. And here, I'm gonna give you a few more pointers on, on leadership. You have to influence people through inspiration, not manipulation. A true leader never manipulates anyone. A true leader inspires. And he gives this inspiration to people so that they can rise up themselves and do what they wanna do. And people must be inspired to do anything. People are not just going to do. You have to inspire them as, as the leader in your community, in the group of people that, that you have been called to influence. You have to inspire them to do certain things. You must come up with the things. And leadership is the capacity to deploy people, not necessarily to employ people. Now, if I can use the example here, a big corporation, for example, they employ people. They don't necessarily want people who can think for themselves if they just want workers. So they're just employing people. But as a, as a, as a true leader and a good leader, then you employ um, or, or good um, uh, managers, let, let me put it this way. Good managers just employ people, but great leaders deploy people. And this is very important. And leaders push people to become who they really are. Because if you don't stretch people, you know for yourself, if you don't stretch yourself, you will not be where you are today if you didn't stretch yourself. And it's the same when you transfer your knowledge to other people. And you have to push people to become who they really are. And here, let's look at a few traits of a good leader. The traits of a good leader are found in uh, this definition of leadership. And to become a leader, you must start from the bottom of the definition and work your way up. So you really have to start at the bottom. Like anything, you can't just start right there at the top and then it, it doesn't work that way. Now first, you have to discover your purpose. You and I have dealt a lot on purpose. Now, if this is the first time that you, that you uh, attend me on the show, it's very important that you know your purpose. You have to discover your purpose. That's point number one. You must know what you've been born for. Because when you know what you've been born for, it just makes everything so much easier. And all the resources and everything that you need, it's almost as if it's um, enfolded into that. And as you go, these things will, will enfold and you will be able to move on. So purpose is why you are born and why you were created. That's really what purpose is all about. And it's not the purpose that you want to assign to your life. It's the purpose that you were born for. Because in scripture it says, God knew you before you were even formed in your mother's womb. So God had a purpose for you and there are millions of people that are waiting to, to receive what you have. And it's the same when you transfer this, when you mentor someone, when you impart into someone else's life. You 
help them to fulfill their purpose. Then the next point, you are convicted about your purpose. So first of all, you have to discover your purpose and then you have to be convicted about your purpose. Because once you discover your purpose, you must be convinced about it. You must be convinced that this is really why I was born. This is really what I need to do. And this is really what I want to do. And it is the one thing or it is one thing to discover your purpose, but it's another to be convinced about your purpose. You can know what your purpose is, but that's not necessarily what you do. And many people today, as you know, they, they know they need to do one thing, but because of the pressures of life and, and the peer pressure and whatever, they rather just settle for something much less and they just go and just get a job and the rest of the time they don't want to be bothered with anything else. But they know, deep down they know that they're not doing what they were born for. And the next step is you have to have vision. Because once you are convinced about your purpose, in other words now, uh, after you've discovered your purpose, you're convinced about your purpose, then you will produce a vision. So your vision really comes from you discovering your purpose, from being convinced about your purpose, and that's how vision grows, and that's what gives birth to the vision that, that you really have for yourself, for your own life, and then the life of others. And once you are convinced about your purpose, you will produce a, a vision. It just flows from that. You will begin to see a preferred future. You know what you want the, the future to look like. You're not going to be satisfied that everything just dictates to you and everything just goes its own way. You will begin to see a preferred future. And the fourth step, from the vision, then you will have passion. Because once you discover and are convinced of your purpose, you must become passionate about your vision. If you're not passionate about your vision, you're not going to draw others to you. I've read stories and I've heard stories about people. I think the, the one man, um, his, his, his uh, last name is Mueller. And everybody said all he did, he was just praying everything. And God just provided everything. He built uh, children's homes in, uh, I think, in the United Kingdom. And But when I went and I read some of his uh, um, stories about him, it said he was a very dynamic person. So people were drawn to that passion. It was not just the prayer. Prayer is great, but we have to become passionate about what we're doing. And it's that passion that really draws others to us. Because once you discover and con uh, convinced, you are convinced of your purpose, you must become passionate about your vision. And finally, point number five, you start inspiring others. And once you are able to motivate and inspire people, you will be able to influence them, which then is when they call you a leader. That's only when they call you a leader. So there's these five steps. Let's just quickly go over them again. You must discover your purpose. Then you must be convinced about your purpose. Then this goes over into passion, uh, a vision. Sorry, first this is vision. After you're really convinced about your, your, uh, your purpose, then your vision grows from there. 
and then the passion starts growing in you and finally you start inspiring others and this is when they call you a leader. And I made a few notes here and I'm just going to share it with you. The quality of a leader is first to discover their purpose and to have a vision. Leadership is nothing without a vision. You have to have a vision. You who's listening to me now, is taking part in this uh, conversation now, you have to uh, have a vision. And because leadership is nothing without a vision. And vision is to see a future as it should be and not as it is. Because as a true leader, you want to make a difference. You want to change the things as it's supposed to be, as it should be. Because it's not always like that. It's because of bad leadership that things are the way that they are around us today. That's why, especially in today's day, we need good leaders. We need uh, um, great leaders because great leaders is really what changes the circumstances and the environment. And there is only one difference between a manager and a leader. A manager sees things as they are and a leader sees things as they should be. You see the difference? And a leader is someone who sees a better future and is willing to pay the price to bring that future to the present. It takes a price. It, it takes a price, it costs a price to be a true leader. You really have to decide whether you want to uh, pay this price. But I know because you are here with me, you have already decided to make the choice, to really become this leader and to make a difference. It's, it's, it's just vital. And the difference between vision and ambition, I'm just gonna uh, feel I must share this with you also. There's a difference between vision and ambition. Now ambition is something to benefit you. And we see that all around us and we hear people talking about this all the time. The ambition, the ambition, the drive. But a true vision is to benefit not only you and your generation, but it's to benefit the generations to come. That is the difference between vision and ambition. So when you have this vision, not only to make a change in your own life, in your family's life, that of your community, of your country, but really for generations to come. Because you and I have the power and the authority to make a difference in people's lives for generations to come. It's very important that you and I understand this. Many people will, will uh, speak, especially today as well, they, they're talking about, you know, it's everything is finished, it's the end and all that. I'm telling you it's not. You and I have got lots of work to do. And this is why mentorship is critical in leadership. It's very important. And if a vision is true and authentic, it is bigger than the visionary. That's why when you have a big vision, that's why it has to spill over into the next generation. Because it's too big for just this, this time and for this generation. It has to spill over. And that's why you must mentor people to take on your vision after your life has ended. It's vital. And I've spoken to family members, I've spoken to many people, and most people, or many people, let me rather say many people agree, 
but many of the older people, they don't want to take the time. They don't want to go and sit and even just write down the things that they've learned and the wisdom that they've acquired throughout their lives. They don't even want to impart that to others. It's just too big of a, of a chore for them to, to think they can go and sit and write something down or even uh, do a recording and afterwards it can be transcribed. But it is vitally important. And that's why you must mentor people to take on their vision after your life ended. We've already dealt with that. And the greatest act of leadership is mentorship. Now, a vision is never given to a group of people, but the vision is given to one person at a time. And then the task of a true leader is not just to acquire the vision, but also to define and refine the vision. Remember the steps. Just remember what we talked um, a little bit earlier. I'm not going to refer or um, summarize them again, but you can go back. And also to write the vision down and to transfer the vision to people who will run with the vision. And this is when legacy takes effect. When the baton, you know, when you transfer, when the baton is successfully passed on, this is when you leave a legacy behind. When, when people can refer to you and, and, and look at you and say, but this person has really run his race and he's transferred it to, to someone else that can take this and complete the race. And why is legacy so important? It, uh, legacy is important because you have to intentionally prepare for someone to take your place. It's not just going to happen. You've seen many organizations, uh, uh, different organizations, whether it's churches, whether it's businesses, big or small, uh, when that person passes on or that person cannot do what he, uh, he or she used to do all their lives, something happened, everything just stops because they didn't intentionally prepare for someone else to take their place. Because if you don't think and prepare for your legacy, then it will happen in a, in a way you didn't want it to happen. Like everything can just end or someone else may take it over, but they can change everything because they didn't have your input and your impartation to know really what the vision is all about. And when you don't plan to succeed, then you are actually planning to fail. So planning is very important, especially in this area of your life again. And again, success without a successor is failure. I, I cannot emphasize that enough. And I'm even emphasizing it to myself right here where I am now, where I'm even sharing with you. And the quality of your leadership is not determined while you are still around. The quality of True leadership is what happens in your absence. And that is so true. I've seen it in my own life. Uh, there, was, there was, at one time, there was a young lady which uh, I knew she had the potential. At that time, she couldn't really see it. But I just kept on, kept on, kept on. And then something happened with me and I wasn't, I wasn't there for about six weeks. Uh, I was still available uh, by the phone she could still call me and prior to that I said to her I want you to decide I I gave you the authority 
to make the decisions here. And she didn't really want to do that. But after a time, she started more and more take the responsibility because she saw that she was right there. And after a while, this young lady, she transformed. She was really transformed. And after that, although she didn't stay with me anymore, she went on and she did extremely great exploits in her life. And there I realized and I saw that it's very important to be intentional when you transfer something to someone else. And eventually, that young lady could run everything. I didn't have to be there anymore. So in that respect and in that situation, I was successful in what I imparted into her life. And this is really also then when, when leadership is proven. If you're a true leader, if you're a great leader, this will be uh, tested and proven when you're not there. And um, this is what uh, one person said. He said that uh, leadership would really be proven when he is gone. And you and I should live for mentorship. You and I should really, as leaders, and I believe as true leaders, we should really live for mentorship because there's no legacy without mentorship. Now, we've dealt with a lot of topics in the last few uh, uh, shows, but today I really just felt we have to almost get back to our roots and we really have to uh, establish what true leadership is and how important it is what you and I do to transfer this to the next generation, to people that can take the vision and run with the vision and complete what they have been purposed for as well. Thank you so much for listening to me. And as always, please share this message. Share this message with a family member or a friend uh, so that they can also understand why it is so important to transfer what they have, to be a mentor of, to younger people, to other people, especially those who want to learn, who want to make a difference. And if you stir it in your heart, please uh, go to my website, partner with me, donate. Otherwise, just help me to get this message out. We need to get this message out in this time because we're living in crucial times and we need to get this message to as many people as possible. Thank you so much for listening to me and I'm looking forward to seeing you in the next show. Have an awesome day. Thank you so much for tuning into the Rise and Shine show today. Please hit that subscribe button and share this podcast with your friends and family. I'm looking forward to seeing you in the next episode.